previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I had gotten married right before I moved down, and uh, my wife was not enthralled with the fact that I might be going out to bars every weekend playing music, so I kind of dropped that for a long time. About the same time, my wife and I broke up, and I immediately joined the band that did everything from Elvis Costello to the Eagles. I ended up getting remarried in around 1981. My wife thought it was not a good idea for me to go to bars and play music and things like that, so <laughs> I stopped playing music for a while until she and I separated in 1996. Then I immediately joined another band. I think the moral of this story is you can try to keep the man from the music, but you can't keep the music from the man. (laughs) Welcome back to the Lloyd Littles podcast. On the WTFC podcast network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Eight days. I can't wait. All right. So real quick, let's play Where's Chuck. Chuck is in, I'd say, lovely Wilmington, Delaware. But I got to be honest, Roxy, it's not so lovely. Just saying. Front of the theater is nice, but that's about it. And then from here, I go to Buffalo, New York. I will be in Buffalo all next week, Littles. But let's not go any further without saying a huge thank you to everyone who came out in Frederick, Maryland for the dinner and the show and all that stuff. I can't thank you enough and just say I appreciate you all. It was so great to see everyone. And a special shout out to, of course, Dina Damascus for setting the whole thing up. Episode 53. She also came to pick me up at the hotel. So that was great. Uh, So I didn't have to take an (laughs) Uber over there. And uh, she just set the whole thing up. So I really appreciate it. I know I should be doing those things. And I just things are so hectic out here. I was busy doing the ones as they were getting there. And of course, you know, I understand you have to plan ahead for these things. So big thank you to her. And like I said, everyone who came out, it was just such a great time. Yeah, it's always great to see familiar faces on the road when you're doing this for as long as I've been doing this. You know what I mean? Right. All right, let's get into the podcast, shall we? Because we've got so much to get into. Sorry, Littles, we're doing the ultimate tease. We will get to the Toy Hall of Fame stuff, but we're teasing it. You'll have to come back for all of that. Well, we've got some other things to get to first, Roxy. Um, So I wanted to start with a few voice memos. That's right. Don't forget, Littles, we do do voice memos. And we actually got a double dose today from episode one. Ooh. Listening to the beginning of your latest episode, and it sounds like Roxy had a David Aldridge moment with her own image on the billboard outside Radio City Music Hall. So, Roxy, what do you think? David Aldridge moment? I guess so. I think it's amazing. Like, I have one with myself. <laughs> well, I think it's, well, I'm jealous that you have one before I do and that it's with yourself. But <laughs> I guess that counts. I, I think Littles, right? I mean, episode one has pretty much said it has. So I think we're just going to go with that. Uh, as I, I said, double dose. Here's the next one. Just listening to your thing about Bradley Cooper playing Leonard Bernstein. And I had also heard about the controversy with his prosthetic nose. But in the story that I heard, he said that he worked very, very closely with the Bernstein family, and he had their total approval on everything he did. So that should totally be a non-issue, and people who are bringing it up just don't know the facts that he worked with the family and had their blessings. So anyway, just wanted to mention that. So wait, so you're saying people bring up and try to stir trouble without knowing the facts? That I just, I've never heard of such a thing. That's, what? I know, right? That's just not a thing. <laughs> Can't be a thing. Exactly. This is, of course, pertaining to our last episode when we were talking about the new movie coming out, Maestro. 
with Bradley Cooper playing Leonard Bernstein and how he looks and how they did a prosthetic nose and, and all that kind of stuff. He looks great. He looks great. And yeah. I can't wait to see it. But yeah, there was some controversy there. So that's really great to hear. I was kind of hoping for something like that, to be honest, because I figured they would probably clear it with the family and stuff like that. And I just figured these were internet trolls trying to stir up trouble, you know, with all yeah. the casting and what ifs and all that stuff. So, all right. So the voice members are over. Thank you, Claire. Episode one. And some things I wanted to get into, Roxy, I know one, you're going to have no idea what I'm talking to, but you know, a couple episodes ago, we went on and on and we got endless emails about Bucky's, the truck stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, there's something out there called, I hope I'm saying it right, Sheets, and it's spelled S-H-E-E-T-Z, I believe. Now, this is a, I can't even call it a gas station, but I don't, it's not nearly what a Bucky's is. Let's just throw that right out there. So before you even send those emails in, let's not go there. But my assistant, who is from the pencil, she's not from the pencil, but she went to Penn State. So I guess this is a Pennsylvania thing. So we were in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, right outside Pittsburgh. And when we were traveling to Frederick, Maryland, we hit one and we'd passed them a couple times. And then she realized we had never been to one or worse. I'd never even heard of them. And she's like, what kind of thing. So I guess it's a big thing to the point where apparently there's one on the campus at Penn State. Okay. Now, to me, it looks like basically a 7-Eleven. Okay. Like a convenience store. Yeah, like a convenience store. That's basically what it is. However... I do have to say, and the first thing she said when we got out of the van for the rest stop, she was like, okay, do not leave here without getting the fried macaroni and cheese nuggets, I guess they're called. Now, I guess that's going to be the new thing everywhere, Roxy, because I think I said in a past episode where Arby's had them now, I'm sure Burger King and McDonald's are shortly to follow. Now, I will say and give credit where credit's due. Now, these aren't, don't get me wrong, this is not like Cheesecake Factory macaroni and cheese balls. Just want to throw that out there. But they were very very good. I'd highly recommend them. Again, definitely better than Arby's. I'm a big condiments person, so I got the marinara to go with it. Don't need it. Actually, I recommend against that because I didn't like it as much with the marinara. So just get the nuggets at Sheets. Now, the, the thing that drives me crazy in today's world, this is what cracks me up, okay? So you go in and they only take the orders. Well, you know, I shouldn't say only, but no one was going up to the counter to order anything. But I didn't see a register up there. So I think you have to do it through the video monitor thing, okay? Oh, Now, this is what made me laugh hysterically. So you put your order in there, okay? Now, we know all these fast food restaurants have these now, you know, as an option, but you still can go up to the counter. So I'm probably wrong there. I'm going to say I'm wrong. I didn't see any register or any way, but I'm sure there's got to be another way to order. But that's how you do it here. Okay, you go up, you do the video. You don't pay, though. Now, all the ones, like in Manhattan, at least, that I know, because I've used it at McDonald's, I've used it at Wendy's, that it's all in one. You make your order, you get it into the what do they call it? The cart. You check out the cart and then you stick in your credit card and you pay, right? Yeah. This is not that. You just put your order in and then it shoots out a receipt. So then I thought, oh, it's like a convenience store. So I thought, oh, I have to go up to the counter where, you know, if you wanted to buy like sodas or candy bars or stuff like that, you know, because that's a big store, you know, they have other stuff. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. There's another set of registers over there. And I was like, wait, what? So literally had to get my receipt with a barcode on it after I put the order in, then go to another set of TV monitor type situations, scan the code there, like, you know, like a CVS checkout, like a self-checkout, scan the code there, and then pay there. 
I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I mean, of course, I sounded like I was 80, which, you know, has happened recently, which we can get into that as well. But no, you know what I mean? That was the only downfall to the sheets. I have to say thumbs up on the sheets. I've never heard of it. I'd never seen one. But the food was great. I also got a sandwich there that was very tasty. You know, there were some things that were just average. I also got a, a wrap, like a chicken wrap. That was just okay. And the mozzarella sticks were just okay. If you haven't clued in on this, I ate way too much. My my eyes were bigger than my stomach on this little jaunt, but I felt like I had to try things because it (laughs) it came so highly recommended. Let's see. Roxy, what's the next thing we should get into? Uh, I showed Roxy this, and I think you felt for me. Everyone out here thought it was hysterical, but uh, Roxy, I finally hit rock bottom, I think. Because we didn't talk about this on the last episode, right? No, didn't. No. Okay. Littles, it's finally happened. And the only reason I'm sharing is because everyone knows how old I am. You know, they know I just yeah. celebrated my 50th birthday about six months yes. ago or so. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm, I'm embracing it. It was a little rough, but I'm embracing it. Well, last week I went into a Ross for Less, made a purchase. They had, a, uh, just needed a new pair of pants. I normally don't buy my pants there, but it's purely for work, like load in, load out. So I didn't really, they didn't have to be nice pants. You know, I normally don't get. Wait, so this was for pants, not for food? No, why would you think it was for food? I, t- I said it was. I a- thought it was for food. No, it was at it was at a Ross for less, and I bought a pair of pants. I like I said, it was just I needed a oh. new knock around. Honestly, I thought I need them for four more days, and then I'm just going to throw them away. Okay, right. So it, TMI, I just ripped a pair of my pants. So I was like, I just need a new pair of like crappy pants <laughs> so I can load in and load out the show. So I did that, and I found them. They were on. Of course, they were originally sixty five ninety nine. You know, whatever, and then it dropped to twenty five. Then they were dropped to fourteen ninety nine. So I'm like, done. I need these for four days. This is perfect. So I go up to the register, and she rings them up, and I go to pay for it with my credit card, and I look at the screen. And the total says $13.79, something like that. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was definitely below $14.99. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, wow, they were even more on sale. This is great. Mm -hmm. Till Mm -hmm. I look at the screen, Roxy, and I see where it says Tuesday, 55 plus discount, 10% off. You're not old, Chuck. Well, I know I'm not that old, but clearly this person working the register thought I was just based on my appearance because she didn't ask. I mean, obviously, she didn't ask and say, oh, do you, you know, it's Tuesday. We have a senior. Well, she didn't, it didn't say senior citizen. Let's go right there. First of all, it was very specific and it said 55 plus, And I think it was just because it was a Tuesday. It said 10% off, additional 10% off. So I'm like, okay. Now, I almost was going to put up a fit about it, but then I thought, well, I can save another $1.50 or whatever it was. Yeah, (laughs) take the discount. Take the discount, I guess, but I definitely felt old, I guess I'll say it, because, uh, yeah, it's been a rough couple days after that, and I have told some people out here, uh, of course, my assistant, who's like 24 after tax, you know, thought it was hilarious, and I'm like, shut up. So anyway, um, Roxy, one last thing I wanted to get into. How are you dealing? We never talked about this. How are you dealing with the time change? Um, I mean, I like when I wake up, it's bright out, but I don't like that it gets dark so soon. Right, of course. So I go to work in the morning and I come home mid-afternoon, early afternoon, and I'm ready for dinner and bed. I was going to say that. The only thing I like about it is because earlier on this tour, there were a couple load-ins we had in the morning where 
it's pitch blackout. And I'm like, okay, I definitely want to get something in my contract next time that I do not have to leave in the morning to go to work until the sun comes up because that's ridiculous. And it was so hard to wake yeah. up and stay up. You know, I mean, like you said, if the sun's out, you can just open the curtains, there's the sun, and you're not falling back asleep. Man, when you open those curtains and it's pitch blackout, it was hard for me to stay awake. I had to set like three, four alarms just to make sure I would stay okay. up. And sometimes we had you text me and stuff like that. But that's the only thing I love now is when I get up for super early load-ins, it's bright daylight. It's great. So, But other than that, I'm with you. It just sucks other than that. But we never talked about it. And we got a double dose of it actually out here because I forget how it went. We either lost the hour after we gained the hour or something like that because we were traveling that day on Saturday and we changed yeah. time zones. So I think actually we gained two hours, not just one. So I think oh. that's how it went. Or either we gained it during travel and we got in that evening and then we lost it again or something like that. It was crazy. That's why I don't get it. I just don't understand. But anyway. All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. Sorry, you're going to have to wait for the Toy Hall of Fame announcements. We're getting to it, we promise. But first, we're going to meet a great Meet the Littles guest. Now, I found this interview so interesting. I think you did too. Sometimes you might want to curse him, uh, you know, when you get your mail. But other times, maybe not. It's just the whole thing fascinated me. You're not going to want to miss this one. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Michelle from Houston. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. This episode by friend of the podcast, Pat McGee, and this is the Pat McGee Band, Pat McGee, episode 258, and this song is called Minute. Now, if you like what you hear, and how can you not, just head on over to his Instagram page, which is at Pat McGee Band, or their Facebook page, and just search The Pat McGee Band, and we'll have all that in the show notes, and as always... We will play the full song, Minute, by the Pat McGee Band, episode 258, at the end of the podcast. you loyal littles it's now time to meet the littles and roxy chuck we've been talking for like 15 20 minutes yeah it's great i still don't know where this guy's from nope i didn't think to ask that i wanted to ask when you were listening to sound check but i always remember no we do get into that yeah we do so let's get into it right now please welcome to the podcast john buchanan hey john how's it going Charles, Roxanne, great to talk to you today. Hey, Pleasure to be here. Roxanne. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in. 
that's the end of my formality. I After love that. that. It's Chuck and Roxy. Don't Charles, worry. what's we have a Sir Charles. Does, Sir Charles and Lady sure, Roxy. Nina, Lady Roxy, right, right. Great but show. I, yes. I like Roxanne. Yes. Roxanne. Yeah, well, I, I, I took a, I, you know, I took a stab that maybe the Roxy is really Roxanne, and sure, but yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> sure, it gives me a chance to, to sing a little bit. Yeah, so there like you right, go. right. Anyway, John, let's. We'd like to turn it right over to you. Believe let's it or not, meet you. And let's meet you. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell us a little something about yourself. Sure, uh, John Buchanan from Annapolis, Maryland. I uh, grew up in Southern Maryland, live in Annapolis, Maryland now with one wife and two kids. <laughs> Should we pause there? So, yeah, maybe. Right. Let's uh, make sure that's correct. Yes, yes. Double checking. Well, checking my notes now. Yep, one yep. wife. It is kids. 2023. There could be a story there. <laughs> with two wives and one kid. No, 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 no. That's not right. Amazing. Uh, all right. And where'd you go to school? All that kind of stuff. Went to school at West Virginia University, Proud Mountaineer for college. Hmm. Graduated there. I am in the direct mail fundraising business through nonprofits, uh, various causes over the years. But the ideas of behind direct mail and fundraising are pretty much the same. Write a letter that gets uh, donors eager to, to donate. And whether it's, you know, save the whales or it's for political, whatever the purpose may be, it's hmm. um, it's always a need to raise money. And so there's, the mail never stops. The junk mail is, is really what I well, do. Well, I, I was going to say, I wanted to stop, yeah. but I didn't want to cut you off. So you're the one we should be pissed off at. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we're mailing to you if you donated before, yeah. then we're not really junk mail, right? right? Some of that is past donors. We're always hitting you up for more money, of sure. course. But we got to keep that file growing. So we're using our best, you know, our best minds are on the case to try to find who would be the most likely future donor. Okay. So, okay. you know, a part of that is buying uh, and renting mailing list or list of people who have bought new houses or cars or something that might fit what a donor that we would want, what they might look like. So now, then we mail it to them and hope we get a bite. Okay, mm. but are you the ones that send the pens and the socks and all that stuff? We wow. have. I do not. But, yes, that is a technique in the premium packages for those that have donated, you know, a little bit more. They're, you know, you feed the the ideas that you give them those gifts because they'll be feel guilty and donate a little bit more. They already did and maybe bump it up a little bit or give that $7,500, $150 again. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, they, I'm a they, sucker for pens and socks, so okay. I don't know. Well, well, I, I might say, be donating to some causes soon to well, get socks and pens. And Roxy's not caught up on the big show. She doesn't really listen to the big no. show. So that's... Well, the socks, yeah, the socks, I heard Tony mention that. That was a new one. I have never heard of the socks. Yeah. But the pens, the pens are, 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 pens are, are not nice. new. Yeah. yeah, pens are nice. And, you know, little calendars and magnets that can go on the refrigerator and things like that. But mm -hmm. the socks, I, I thought, oh, that's... That was interesting. Okay. I like that idea. We might need to hire him. I mean, if he's going to get new us money. New socks to go with my new running he shoes. He could, send, he could send a mailing to all the loyal listeners. <laughs> right? Yeah, we could put <laughs> your, that. your logo on the socks. and. <laughs> but now Chuck said something, oh, so you're the one everyone's pissed off at. But you don't have your name signed to these oh, mailings, no. right? Okay. So no one knows Ooh, it's you. Well, oh, I do, actually. Oh, you what? That's part of the technique, too. Well, oh. I, you know, I'm given a fancy title and as if it came directly from the office of uh, somebody oh. important. Yep. And so that's part of the technique, too. I mean, if it's no name, then. But no, I actually, my name is used. Okay. My name is used and my signature is digitally copied and yep. is 
It's authentically me. Now, uh, so, are, so does this mean you're just the fall guy and your boss is like some jerk that makes you take the fall for all this? Or are you the yeah, boss? Yeah, you know, now that I I hadn't <laughs> thought about that before, but when you put it like that, Chuck, I guess I am. Um, I have never, you know, I've been at this place, for example, with my name on it for about three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never received one call or, you know, most of this stuff, honestly, it's it ends up in the, we all know how it works. You know, yeah. if we get 1% or 2% response rate, it's considered fantastic. Yeah. Or success, yeah. Uh, yeah, so sure. it's all as a big success. So this is ending up in the trash. But, you know, nobody's taking the time to reach out to me or look for me that I know of. That's good. But no, I, it is my name on there. I might start looking I'm going to look next time instead of just throwing it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Start to look and, you know. He's like, more importantly, give me there. money. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. More importantly, give money. No socks, but we'll take the money. Okay. Now, this could be too personal, but I'm genuinely curious. Now, you don't get a cut from anything, right? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, so there's no percentage you know, no. or something. No, like there's that. no percentage on that. There are probably some arrangements with uh, agencies. So I work for an agency and ah, nonprofits hire our agency to mm-hmm. raise their money for them. You know, they don't want to deal with it. They've got other issues to yeah, do sure. to run their agency and all those things that are required on men. And so they turn it over to us and, you know, they ultimately approve copy and approve art and mm-hmm. approve mail dates and a budget. Uh, I send all kind of keeps trains running. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, you know, let me know if that budget is OK to use to spend uh, in order to get this package out. So cool. that's kind of how it works. But no, I am not uh, compensated by how well they do. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's all printed on recyclable material, I assume. Right. Because I was it thinking is, it is. that's going to be the hardest part. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's uh, there's a lot of paper in there with this technique we use. It's called like a sweepstakes. So basically, it's a big spiel about you can win trucks, you could win cash, you could win money. And then a little blurb in there sprinkled in about the cause of that, what we're mailing about. Mm-hmm. So again, this is like a technique that shows uh, you don't have to make a donation to enter to win. And that's clearly spelled out on all the material. Mm-hmm. But we're hoping that, uh, you know, the idea is mm-hmm. that, oh, well, if I give five bucks or ten bucks, maybe my letter will be on the top of the pile. Right. right. And incentive. so, yeah, an incentive, but it does not make a difference. And we do try to be clear about that. Yeah, um, right. And there's all kinds of different techniques. Some are very formal and very nice paper, spend a lot of money on the envelope and how it looks and things like that and make it look very classy. Those get to a higher, much higher donor segment. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Based on how much they're giving and they're, they're treated differently as they should be. And they're expect these kind of things, access Mm to be at political calls or meetings, you know, first access to other premiums and things like that. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if you were getting major complaints from people out there that like the trees and things like that. Yeah. Like that. Sure. I think that's always, that's always going to happen, but we hope that, you know, when they, if a donation is not sent back, that they are recycling and putting that in right sure. in their recycling right. pile. And I think yeah. that is kind of how those things are, you know, somebody stands right over, we used to be over a trash can. Now I'm hoping they'll stand right over a, their recycling yellow bin or yeah, their, whatever right. they yeah. use. And, now, serious question. Are you worried about the future of this? I mean, because everything is so digital now. I mean, yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, I feel like, you know, I'm in my mid 50s and I feel like, you know, I've heard stories uh, about the demise of direct mail has been greatly exaggerated, as uh, I think it was Mark Twain once said. But what the technique is now is to kind of use an email as either a chase or a follow up or a um, preamble, like pay attention or look in your mail for this special Mm -hmm. package that will be coming your way. Or, you know, we hope you recently were able to donate. So they kind of work hand in hand. It does shift that way. Most of our donors are a little bit older and kind of used to 
seeing things in the mail. They like to get their hands uh, dirty, as they say, by opening a package, looking at opening it up, reading the letter. Yeah, exactly. Something very tangible and um, surprising, but the old kind of saying, and it's true that a four page letter does better than a two page letter. You know, you would think that it would be the opposite, but it really is true. People get really involved. And if you have a good copywriter and they're able to tell a great story that's engaging, you're more likely to get a a donation, even though you're spending more money and having them read more. Yeah. I think it would be the opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I got to be honest. That's I I think about that with Broadway shows, too, Mm -hmm. as far as getting investors, things like that. Yep. You know, I always I try to explain to people like the people that not everyone, but most older people are the ones that have the money. Yeah, I understand. Sure. Sure. And so those are the ones you have to like gear to. And like, I agree with you. Some people just like to get mail. Mm -hmm. I used to live in an apartment building where it was like, I feel bad saying this, but it was almost like a nursing home. I'd walk home (laughs) and downstairs in the lobby, you'd have like 12 people waiting in the lobby yes. for the mailman. Yeah. Yes. That was their one thing to do every day. They yep. would go down and wait for the mailman and they would get their mail. Mm-hmm. And so these are the people that probably have the money. And same thing with the Broadway shows. I'm like, all these new shows and new changes to the revivals and all that mm-hmm. stuff that you want to do, that's fine. But, but understand that that's not the demographic the, that yeah. is going to be yes. able to back it may not be the demographic or buy the ticket to even go see to. the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yeah. they can't afford their these it's are college really kids. You know, they're not going to be yeah. able to afford a hundred dollars, which is on the very low end. Very nowadays low end now. Right. For a Broadway right. show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's entry yeah. level. Yeah. But yeah. Chuck, right. Chuck, to your point, perfect example is my mother-in-law out in uh, Columbus, Ohio has told us, uh, I, I think it may have started around the COVID or shortly after, but she says she waits to collect her mail on a Wednesday because she gets this big pile and that's her day that she mm. goes through oh. Oh, fun. goes through her mail. So yeah. she doesn't want to collect it every day. She wants it to let it build up a little bit and then sit down and that's her afternoon. She's oh. you know, obviously a little older in her in her mid eighties and mm. wants uh, an activity to do and it's just kind of funny, but that's, that's tr- nice. well and to her detriment you know you- Back in the day, you kind of had to get your mail daily because of bills and things like nowadays, uh, so yeah. much is so electronic or auto pay. Yep. Yeah, right. Great that, point. Yeah. Because yeah. I yeah. used to get my mail forwarded to me on the road when I was on tour, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where I was like, why are we doing this? It's all yeah, no need. It's all stuff from John Buchanan and <laughs> magazines. There was, there was no bills. There was no yeah. stuff that was timely in a right. way. So then we started getting it mailed once a month because mm-hmm. it was all just yeah. you know yeah. magazines and stuff. Yep. You know? yep. uh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Let's, can we go back, though? Because I, I missed this. If you said I apologize. What was your major in college? I was just going to ask that. Mm-hmm. It was uh, political science. Ah, okay. So it really didn't have much to do with it. I'll tell you that kind of my start was I have one of my best, well, he was my best, he is my best friend. He was the best man at my wedding. Nice cover there, he, by the way. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His parents had a, I guess the best term is like a mom and pop mail shop and uh-huh. they would take small, very small jobs and they had an inserter and they had a stamper and they had people to stuff envelopes if needed and to do the data work and the printing and all that stuff. And that was a great place to work while in high school. You know, they were always could always use people to come on and help stuff envelopes or stamp or, you know, help with getting the mail out, take it to the post office. So I started there doing that. And then through college, I would come back and, and I could work there if I wanted to. And then it became, well, I, instead of doing the actual work itself, what about what are the companies and agencies that are giving you the work? So mm-hmm. going on the other end of it, I want to be on that end where I'm deciding what actually gets printed, what actually gets said, what actually gets mailed, and then giving it and bidding it out to mail shops like the one I was working at. So it's kind of like came full circle. So it's I'm staying somewhat in the business, but from a different angle. I'm not actually out there producing and stuffing the envelopes like I used to, but now 
giving that work to companies that do that themselves. Hmm. That makes sense. So interesting. And, yeah. and West Virginia, was that just uh, on your list or how did that happen? They accepted me. <laughs> <laughs> totally totally understand that, sir. Valid. You know, it was funny. I wasn't right. I didn't want to go to Maryland, although I could probably get into Maryland back then. But nowadays, Maryland is a really tough school. I don't know that I could get in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Maryland was kind of close. I had a lot of family that went there, a lot of friends that went there. I, you know, didn't want to even apply to Maryland. And I took a weekend to myself and I went kind of like just looking at colleges and what kind of felt right. I stopped, I think, at UMBC. Uh, near Baltimore. I went out to Frostburg. I went to maybe Salisbury and I went to West Virginia and it just felt right. It just felt like a college town. Mm. Yep. It was big enough. There's, you know, had a, you know, a diverse, uh, with a bigger school, you know, a diverse uh, list of you know, things that are available and, sure. and options and things like that. And I just kind of settled there. So really it's nothing more than, you know, they weren't the best in my major or in my field of work. Uh, I wish it was something that where they were clamoring to have me and, and all that stuff. So no, I just ended up there because it just kind of felt like a, it was far enough away from home that it was a, it was away from home, but not that far. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it had a lot of advantages to it. So no, that's how I ended up there. Yep. Nice. Sounds exactly like mine. Yeah. I mean, right down to the, they accepted me. Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't have any choices. I, I did have one that, other choice. Uh, they just didn't give me any money. So yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. This is... I, I mentioned that at the top of my West Virginia thing. So that shows you that was kind of the real reason. But uh, no, I was happy to go there and enjoyed it. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. All right. Well, listen, we have a lot more to get into, but we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Rox. Talking groceries with Tim Kirchin, trading tips how to save a dime. Tony loves the refugee Safeway, grapefruit juice for three sixty-nine. These two guys supposed to be sports pros, rice and fruit and avocados. Timmy says he just eats for fuel. Are they gonna talk nationals? Oh, hey Jeannie, look out now. There's Timmy over by the cashier, cruising at Harris Teeter. Every day he's gonna be there, says he can't cook to save his life. Another grocery store story? Really? Ain't no use in complaining, Tony's got a show to do. Who knows what they'll talk about next time? Hey, Tim, you like fondue? Listening to this lame podcast. Delays sometimes will last forever. Oh, and when you tell this tale, fine line between stupid and clever. Who cares about your fruit juice price? Oh, yeah. Grapefruit juice for three sixty nine. Oh, really? Littles, the one and only, episode twenty eight. John Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And Roxy, we have John Buchanan here with us. Yeah. Very lucky. Learning a lot about mailing. Interesting. A lot about <laughs> the junk it. mail. Now we know who, to, who we're going to look up in the air and curse. But honestly, I Ooh. will. I don't think I will ever call it junk mail ever again. Ah, uh, uh, well, thank now you. Now that I understand what goes behind it. Oh, I always, yeah. Sure. You know, yeah, and that the people just... that are behind it are so nice. 
know, I'll be a little. Well, I can't wait to when see this. One. I can't wait to see the spike in our donations. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. From all Roxy. the listeners, and not just you two, but the, you know, all of your listeners. And yeah. yeah. Now that yeah. amazing. Everyone knows how nice the people are behind them. <laughs> right? I always wonder. I'm like, there must be. It's such a waste. I would think on so many levels. Like, well, you said the number. It's like, was it? Is it one percent? Yeah, one, two percent, something like that. That's yeah, that's a success. That's crazy. That's, that, you know, with enough donations coming that little bit to pay for all the mail and yeah. the postage now, and you know, we're just—it's just outrageous. I mean, the postage keeps going up. And right. Yeah. A quick question: Do stats on this? Like, what is the return rate if you were? Because one, all right. Yeah. Full disclosure: My college, I owed a ton of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. I yep. honestly didn't really get much. I mean, the experience was great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. I have not used the major one day in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't want to sit yeah. here and say it was a waste, but it kind of was yeah. like, I didn't need to go to college, right. honestly, right. for to, to yep. do what I'm doing. Right. Okay. Now I'd like to think that there's some benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, even just on a personal, you know, like a, right. a development, you know, I had to take all these stupid psychology classes. <laughs> so let's go there. Yeah. You know, right. Well, no, I mean, cause you meet friends and you have friendships yeah. and mm-hmm. whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But my point is there was one time where they were remodeling the theater and actually it was a fraternity brother of mine from mm-hmm. the way past was in charge of it. And he talked me into it. And so Donating. I bought two theater seats yeah. and I was able to put, cause you can put, put, you know, in name. memory of, so yeah. I did my mom and I did Evelyn, uh, um, Wick, who was a very family good friend, friend of the family. Mm-hmm. Her husband actually was a professor at the college at mm-hmm. one point in their life. And she kind of like, introduced me to the college itself. So anyway, I thought it would be a nice memory for them to have two chairs. My dad was still alive at the time. So Mm -hmm. it was the two of them. I bought two chairs. Okay. Not that it wasn't even that crazy expensive. I didn't think, Mm -hmm. but I did. And man, ever since then, you're right. I keep getting these, but I don't think I've, I'm maybe donated one time after that. So my question is what's the return rate? Like you, cause you said that you said, if you've donated once, we're coming back for more. Yeah, we do. And it kind of depends on the program. I mean, I think we're about some of this data end is somebody else kind of handles some of the data. So I'm not okay. completely aware. But, you know, we're more like about uh, it's very it's low. It's a low dollar. They call it uh, packages. And so mm-hmm. it's about I want to say about 27, 25, 27 bucks, like average gift. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, so eventually what will happen that you'll be mailed for a little bit and then you'll go into like a lapsed donor file. And then you'll be periodically hit with not as often, you know, you'll be, right. you'll be hit with a renewal. They'll call it like, you know, at the beginning of the year, gotcha. uh, as right. if you're joining again for a year, even though they, it's just a donation that you're giving. Right. Yeah. So then there's smarter ways to then mail you, even though you gave before and haven't given since, you know, there are ways to, to kind of treat you without spending too much money and investing too much money in you. Right. So right. that, uh, Yeah. Okay. I got you. Interesting. Cool. The whole thing just fascinates yeah. me. Yeah. Because, you know, you, like I said, I'll go down today and get something in the mail mm-hmm. thinking yep. about it. So yeah. you just most times you don't even think about it. I even say to you, like, you don't want this, right? And you're like, I don't, what is it? I'm like, yeah. trust me, you don't want it. And I just throw it <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> but anyway. Right. Yeah. But, but, you know, now we'll probably somewhere. look at it better. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So, so you've accomplished that, sir. Mm-hmm. So. Right. All right. Real quick. appreciation for this stuff. So yeah, we, right. It's we, true. we leave here with nothing else today. We've gotten that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, don't worry. We've got fun, dumb questions coming up. Oh, so we're yeah. going to leave with something. But, yeah. uh, sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, but first, let's get into how did you become a little? How did you start listening to Tony and all that stuff? Well, see, so I grew up, obviously, as I said at the beginning, in the D.C. area, uh, Southern Maryland and now Annapolis. So I was familiar with Tony's writing at the Post. 
especially um, during the band, you know, he'll reference the bandwagon days when the uh, the Redskins, now Commanders, made that great run in uh, 1991. So I was familiar with him. And then I don't know what year it was, but WTEM, you've heard him talk about the 980, the sports station. Yeah. When that came on board, that was great. I thought that was just a fantastic uh, idea. We didn't have a Washington really sports dedicated full time sports radio, I don't think. And then I heard Tony was going to get a show on that on that station, and I thought, oh, this is great. I've heard Tony enough, a little bit on TV, you know, talking shows like George Michael and uh, the Sports Reporters and things like that. I know he's funny. I know he's good. He's local. So I started listening to the show. So I go back to him with the original 980 show when that was around, and then you know he made the change, obviously, to the podcast. And so I've been, you know, I stuck with them uh, from the get go. I don't think I've missed a show. Oh, nice. Uh, since then. And uh, yeah, it's my favorite podcast. So yeah, so that's kind of my history with him. Starts with the radio show and then carried over. All right. And then real quick before the fun dumb questions, like what's your favorite sport? Uh, football, football and golf. But to watching football, playing golf, I, I enjoy. Okay. Do you have a favorite golfer, favorite teams? I guess I, I'm into McElroy. I like McElroy. I like Max Homa. I think some of these guys who are really getting into the um, you know social media, you know, they're kind of smart. These younger guys know that medium well. And, yeah and are on there and you can kind of see a different side of them. So some of those guys I do like. Now, I'm not there for every event. I like to watch mostly the majors and the Ryder Cup I'll watch yep. golf-wise. Um, but my former Redskins, now Commanders, that's my favorite team. So I'll dedicated to watch them. Sure. And, and, and yeah. uh, Rox, you'll love this. My wife is from the Ohio State University. <laughs> she's an alum and an Ohio native, so I'll give her that. She's not a bandwagon, but okay. she's, she loves her Buckeyes. So okay. you know, I kind of married into that crazy Buckeye family of hers that uh, – is she or, a V person? Fan. Of course she is. Uh, oh, she'll do it every now and then, but <laughs> okay. no, not every. <laughs> oh, you have I know people like that. that throw it in all the time. Yes, exactly. They won't. Yeah, no, she's not that. She she's... just says the Buckeyes or okay. You know, my, my Buckeyes <laughs> or yeah, she's not that bad. But that's okay. Oh, that's funny. I mean, yeah. I, I, the way I see it, if you go there, it's fine. You know, if you went there, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like the Cowboys fans. I don't know if you guys are Cowboys haters like I am. But when nobody has any ties to the area other than they were just on TV and winning, you know, I just feel like, yeah. all right, come on already. If you're from Dallas or yeah, family right. members or something like that, I'll give you a little bit more leeway. But mm. other than that, I'm like, come on, you got a local team. You got two local teams here. Right. And, uh, you know, yeah. what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> totally get it. All right. Well, John, thanks so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. We have some fun, dumb questions now. We have to get these. Sure. Ready. All right, Roxy, go ahead. If you could time travel, where or when would you go? Back to the founding father's time, hmm. I would say. Okay. You know, kind of 1776. What's, yeah. you know, what's what's doing? What's everybody up to? What yeah. are we thinking here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. thought that would be interesting. Cool. Yeah. Let's flip this one. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? <laughs> oh, there was a Bruce Willis movie that was so... Strange and goofy. Stop no, it, no, Roxy. not Die Hard. Before. No, no, how dare you? That's a, the best Christmas movie ever. Thanks. Uh. Um, it's. It was after that. After Die Hard. Yeah, and it was very strange. I want to say, oh, Hudson Hawk. Oh, okay. Do you remember that? I don't know why that stuck in my head, but that movie was just terrible. It was a mess, and no. I just. I think I walked out. Hudson Hawk. Okay, was there a Nighthawks with Sylvester Stallone? There was, but that's, that's I, a, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, that one is good. I don't, I didn't that was see back it, in like seventies, eighties, I think. I remember yes, that, that as a kid. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, right. That was. I, I don't think I ever saw that one, but that one is supposed to be. And good. I don't remember anything about it, but we're gonna find it. 
because I think people are probably could be judging my father right now for letting me watch it because I was like oh. eight. <laughs> so he just was a yeah. Big, no, it's it's yeah. pretty. It's it's you're you're right. It's it's definitely older. Yeah. All right. All right, Roxy. What's next? If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? Swimming. Mm. I'm not a strong swimmer. I always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be better at that. Yeah. And I think that would, and if I could do that. That'd be cool. You know, it doesn't even need to be a Michael Phelps kind of thing. Just, yeah. to, you know, in one event just that I just, yeah, just to compete in it, just to qualify. You're obviously a, a great, oh, strong sure. swimmer. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be, yeah, swimming. Mm-hmm. All right. If you could host a game show, what would it be? Jeopardy. I don't, wouldn't know the answers, but I can read the cards. Okay, but wouldn't you part. be, all right, obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you know Chuck has issues with this. Wouldn't you be a little scared that you'd mispronounce a word or something and screw up the whole question? <laughs> yeah, that, you're right. That, well, maybe I should change my answer. No, it's got to be a practice. No. Well, I, no, I'm saying I think about this all the time where I'm sure people don't realize this. I bet you Alex would sit there for hours practicing. Oh, practicing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I oh, really I'm do sure. think that they would. And Ken, too, all of them. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I'm just go, saying. Okay, what, yeah. what, are we, what are we looking at today? Give me the cards and what am yep. I going to need to know? And, right. And the pronunciation is fantastic. Yeah. So Jeopardy's my favorite show, but I probably would be better at like a family feud. I think ah. I could do that. And, mm. yeah. You know, that would, for hosting wise. I would um, love that. I that'd think be fun. That would be mine, too, because yeah. you can kind of subtly make fun of yeah. how dumb those right, people exactly. are sometimes. <laughs> but, and you, you have some room to ad lib a little bit. Right. Yeah, funny right. Material and, yep. and, and that. You don't have that kind of much room like Structure. that with Jeopardy. Right. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, even if you mispronounce a thing there, you can make a joke about it and move on, where I think the internet would lose their freaking mind. Oh, with Jeopardy. <laughs> Sure. If you oh, you'd be mispronounced yeah. a question on Jeopardy. Well, especially nowadays because of all the controversy over who the next host should be and all that stuff. But Chuck, way to scare him out of wanting to be a know, host right? on Jeopardy. <laughs> wow. Well, Good I job. guess I'll just stick with direct mail now. I just, my, <laughs> my dream of uh, replacing Ken Jennings is shot. So yeah, I'll just, right. stick, to, I'll just yep. stick to with direct mail. Hey, uh, you never know. And you'd <laughs> right, be good okay, at it, right. I'm sure. All right, Roxy, a couple more. <laughs> All right. What is the one food you could never bring yourself to eat? Beets. Beets. Okay. Is that a? I mean, it's a food, but it is. you know, yeah, that okay. works. Beets. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm, I'm pretty good. My, my, my palate is pretty good. I mean, I like to think I'll, I'm willing to try almost anything. And, yeah. Now, huh. have you tried beets? You and you don't like them, or you you just don't think you like them? I think I have tried them, and mm-hmm. you know, don't really have a, a yeah. desire to kind of go back sure. to them. I don't remember how I had it. That's though. fair. I Maybe used to hate Brussels sprouts, but now like Brussels sprouts covered in bacon and baked Ooh. instead I was gonna of say. like broiled. Like I think when I was younger, they were broiled or, or boiled yeah. uh, and boiled they were just a mess. Good. They were terrible. But they now, you know, crunchy. Brussels sprouts have really come a long way and they're, yeah. they're good now. <laughs> Chuck still, hates when I make Brussels sprouts. I don't think I would still eat Brussels. I mean, beets I could probably deal with, but mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. He just doesn't like the smell of the Brussels yeah. sprouts. Yeah. It is. It is a little, a little strong. So good. <laughs> All right, last one. Yeah. If you could invite two TV characters to your birthday party, who would they be? Oh, that's a new one, Chuck. TV characters. Oh, Hawkeye, Alan Alda uh-huh. from, from Mash, and George Jefferson. Ah, I love that. <laughs> Moving on up. I like I it. I love that. That's good. <laughs> that's literally the first time I've ever thought about that question. So that's great. It's off the top of my head. So that must be who I want to meet. I love that. That's good. That is great. All right, Rox, let's end with some rapid fire. <laughs> All right, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? Brady Bunch. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Crunchy. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Down. 
And how about Uranus jokes? Not funny or never not funny? Never not funny, please. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Please. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, John, again for coming on to Meet the Littles. Is there anything we can plug for you or how can we get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? Uh, I'm on Facebook. That's probably the best way and the most active platform that I use. Okay. Just John B. Buchanan. I'm on there. And we'll put that all in the show notes for you. Mm -hmm. And okay. well, I guess you could say as a plug, you know, just that mailer, just one more, just take a look at it next time. Yeah. That's all. Before you recycle it. Yeah. You know, yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Right. There you go. <laughs> Excellent point. All right. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Available. Okay. Love it. <laughs> Fair. Some might say, Roxy, that's Will adaptable. Bong, adaptable. Yeah. And also maybe Will okay. Wong in the question. Yeah. yeah. Good. Over, I like it. over. Okay. Available first, but over. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, did there, Roxy? You found a nerve, yeah. Roxy. That's sure good. Sure did. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, John, for coming on. We really appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. I really enjoyed it. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Grant Garraway, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, John, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Such a great time, as always. And the Littles Jobs that they have just intrigue me more and more. I just love it when we get the oddity ones. Cause I mean, we've definitely never had one of those before and no. just the whole process. And cause you know, there's more to it than what we think about, you know, when we just go to the mailbox and get that junk mail as we call it, I hate saying that now because you know, he puts a lot of time and effort into all those and so thought provoking as who gets what and stuff like that. So I don't know, just very interesting. Roxy, should we make them wait even longer and do the emails for... No, I'm just kidding. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. These were the 2023 Hall of Fame inductees. Now, Roxy, do you even know these yet? No, I don't. Okay. I keep forgetting to look. Yeah, we didn't talk about this. Now, I was checking all day on Thursday, and they weren't coming up. It wasn't until yeah. I woke up from a text message from someone yesterday morning that they had come in and I was just, it made me laugh because I'm like, that's the text I wake up to about the Toy <laughs> Hall of Fame inductees from a little. Right. That was my favorite right. part. Okay. Here they are. Roxy, let's see if you remember how well you did. Okay. Okay. They are Cabbage Patch Doll. Yes. Baseball cards. Nope. Nerf toys. Ah. Yeah. Not so much, Roxy. Now, they also had that later in the ones that I forget how we how they worded it, but there were ones that didn't get in from years ago. And so now they were re up again. But it was a separate category. It had nothing to do with us, had yeah. nothing to do with our contest. That one was the Fisher Price Corn Popper. Ooh. Now, I remember that one because uh, mm -hmm. it reminded me of a like it was a lawnmower. You know, I'd follow my yeah. dad around outside, you know, like, oh, I'm cutting lawn, yeah, but it's popping instead. I don't know why I thought that. I it's just the way it because yeah. back then we had a push mower. You know? Yep. So anyway, so, okay. Roxy already ripped the bandaid off on her stuff. It, she only had <laughs> Cabbage Patch dolls. So that was your one. But that's all right. One out of three. Not too bad. Hey, you know, Roxy, we had quite a few people. It took me a while to go through them. Now, it's hilarious because I'm admitting things I shouldn't admit. I had no idea how to figure. I know there's some way on this. I, I finally got to the Google Doc. And if you waited for that, you're going to wish you didn't. Okay. But it only took, because it only took me about a month and a half to figure out, well, not, it didn't take me a month and a half to figure it out. It took me a month and a half to get it together where I finally did a Google Doc and then we published it like two days before the contest was over and then people could just click on it and then fill out the form and it would automatically send everything in. Okay. 
Now, going back to that, though, I had no idea and I wasn't going to futz around with it to try to figure out how to make it automatically calculate like who had the most and all that stuff. I had no idea how to do that. I wasn't going to wait. I almost was going to bring it with me to the dinner and let Dina do it for me, but I didn't. I was like, no, I can, I'm a big boy. I can handle this. So I just went, and I think I said this on a previous episode with the emails. I like going back through them and reading the emails and finding who you had as your possibility. Anyway, this is the people, no one, no one had three out of three. I guess I should have started with that. So nobody had three out of three. Now we also didn't say, what or if there was going to be a tiebreaker. Now, I created my own tiebreaker because I I had already thought this through because, you know, all you people that were waiting for the technology to come through. So this is how I did it is there were, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people that had two out of three. Okay. And I was one of the two out of three, Roxy. I had Cabbage Patch dolls and Nerf toys. I missed on baseball cards, which I'm embarrassed to say, but I'm still sorry. I just don't think it's a toy. But after sand got in, that should have been the clue. And then I think the funny thing is everyone who did have baseball cards whiffed on everything else, I feel like. Okay. So I thought that was interesting. Maybe not all. I don't remember. There were so many entries, but I just gave, you know, just taking a quick glance at them. But I had Battleship. Battleship (laughs) was my third. I missed on Battleship. But So what we decided to do was, well, first, let me read the list. We had Chris Campbell, Jeff Turner, David Liu, Greg Sharamita, Matthew Stombaugh. That's somebody we need to meet. I hope I'm saying that right. Actually, you know what? If I'm saying it wrong, it's your own fault because you should have came on to meet the Littles already. Uh, Mike (laughs) Brownell, John Craig, Mo Werner, Patrick Smith, and then me. So those were the ones. That's the list of the people that got two out of the three correct Roxy, I didn't know how, you know, I'm like, how are we going to do the tiebreaker? Well, I'll tell you how we're going to do the tiebreaker, but there's some controversy here. We'll get to that in a second. What I decided to do was the first person who entered the contest with two out of three wins a prize. So there you go. It pays to get your entries in ASAP. And like I said, if you were lazy and waited for this like Google Doc that, let's face it, were we sure I was ever going to get there and figure it out? I wouldn't wait for that. As we said, when we started the contest, email us in through our website or just to our email address. Those would count. And so the person who had the first entry time stamped with two out of three. Now, he wasn't the first one to enter the contest, but the other ones that came in before him only had one out of three or zero out of three. The person who wins, maybe. We're going to put it to the little, I think. I don't think that's a good idea, though. Is Patrick Smith, Smitty Scoop. Congratulations, Smitty Scoop. First entry in the Loyal Littles Podcast Toy Hall of Fame contest that got two out of three correct. Now, as I said, I like going back through these emails. Now, this is where the controversy, we're going to let Roxy be the deciding factor. Okay. This was his list. Connect Four, which he obviously had wrong. Mm-hmm. Cabbage Patch Dolls. The last one, I'm reading it exactly how it's worded, okay? It says need toys. N E E D T O I S. That's what it says in the email. It's one of his choices. <laughs> now, Chuck here had some sympathy. Obviously, there was probably some spell check going on or something like that, or just a typo, whatever. I I know, I'm assuming Roxy. Now we're gonna leave it to Roxy, because I don't want the blame. I'm pretty sure he meant Nerf toys, right? Or I, 
Are you saying? I agree. Okay, you do? Okay, all right. So Patrick Smith is our official winner then. Yeah, so we're going to say he had Nerf toys and Cabbage Patch dolls. But I just thought that yeah. was funny how when I'm going back through these, and I guess had he used the Google document originally, that wouldn't have happened. So I guess that's on me. But Roxy, so let's let's tie a bow around this contest and the whole, how, how do you feel about these? I mean, what do you think? Do you think they picked the right ones? Well, obviously not because they didn't pick the ones you picked. But you know what I'm saying? Now that you're seeing the list, where do, where do we lie on all this? Yeah, I do not agree that baseball cards go in this. I think they're more of a collector's item. And yes, you can trade them. People did, often did. So I guess that's a game out of it. But I feel like they're more collectibles than anything else. Okay, let's um, pause there. I, I think you're being way too kind. Okay. Um, because I completely agree with you on that. And I mean, uh -huh. saying that people traded them, I don't think that makes it a game at all. I don't. It's a collectible. You trade them. Just like, did you ever trade stickers when you were in grade school? Oh, sure. Okay, so we had oh, sticker books and we would trade stickers. I mean, I guess it, but see, again, I don't really consider it a game. I mean, I guess mm -hmm. you could say, well, I won because I got the better trade. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, because I grew up with Pokemon cards and mm -hmm. trading Pokemon cards. But I was also under the impression that you wanted to try to get as many different Pokemon cards as possible so for your collection. So to me, it's like, yeah, there was sort of a game aspect to it, but it was more about getting all of the different Pokemon cards eventually. Okay. You know, you don't really play with them. You just put them in a book and look at them. Right. So I, I feel the same way about the baseball cards. Speaking of that, ours was Garbage Pail Kids. I don't even know what those are, <laughs> but that was our Pokemon-like yeah. thing. But you're right. right. We, I did trade baseball cards with people. I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think of it as the same way, but yeah. And I, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I don't think it should be in, I, I don't think it's, I mean, if we established it as a toy, then absolutely it should be in, but I just don't think it's a toy. So yeah. All right. Then the next yeah. was uh, what cabbage patch dolls. We both had that one. So obviously we agree. Absolutely. Then nerf toys. I mean, uh, to me, I'm like, yeah. how the hell is that not already in? Well, I see me. I think it, shouldn't be in for a while i think there are so many other toys really? that deserve to be inducted before nerf i mean don't get me wrong nerf is fun i'm sure people are gonna come at me and say are you kidding <laughs> it was the best part of childhood was nerf toys however i feel like it's not necessarily the most fun toy well i think that's part of it is i think people like me that would say that to you it's because it's been around longer than cabbage patch kids you know that's the other thing i'm wondering if i didn't see it on the website i only looked quick because i was just looking up the winners i wonder if they show the rest of the order of, by how many votes you know what i mean like where right. did ken come in was it 10th was it fourth you know that kind of stuff right. yeah i'll have to mm -hmm. look into that for next episode but anyway let's wrap it up congratulations smitty scoop patrick smith for winning our contest and thank you to all the littles who joined in i mean it's yeah. it's becoming one of our favorite times of the year i think because Having this contest, yeah, I feel like it's one of our big two now. We do the NCAA tournament contest, and now we have yep. the Toy Hall of Fame contest. And I like it because it, it's actually about halfway between the two, you know, so it gives us yeah, something to do. Yeah. So we'll get Smitty Scoop a better than mediocre prize because this is one of our yes. big two. And uh, Roxy, what do you say? Let's get to the emails. We haven't had one of these in a while. This is from Anthony Tolson. No episode number, obviously. Okay. It says, okay. hi, my name is Anthony, and I'm a Wikidvisor. Your website looks good, but it contains some serious errors in the source code that makes it difficult to be found on Google. Below, I am sending you a report in which you will find a list of the most important errors in the website code. 
After correcting them, your website will be re-indexed on Google, and it will achieve significantly higher rankings in each search engine in a short period of time. If you want your website to reach its full potential, please review this report and adjust your website accordingly to the recommendations it contains. Basically, it's the link. Click here. I'm not that stupid. I'm a dope, but I'm not that stupid. We haven't had one of these in a while, but um, yeah. yeah. Anthony, you can go eat it because I'm, uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, it goes on and on. This above report is completely free without obligation. However, if you are interested in having our experts help you eliminate all errors, fully optimize your website, and submit to Google for re-indexing, all you have to do is click here and fill out the short application. So, oh my gosh, I'm sure there's a spot for my uh, social security number on there too. Yep. And, uh, Roxy, speaking of, any uh -oh. word on that? How's that going? Did we? Did you get your money back at least? No, not yet. What's it's, going on? They the detective said it might take a while, so All right. I'm going to give it a little, a little more of a while, and then I'll check in. I was going to say, are we supposed to be checking in on that? I mean, he said, don't be alarmed if I don't hear from them for a while. I mean, what is a while, yeah. you know? So. Well, that's what I was thinking, because it's been a while, I think, in my yeah. definition of a while. Yeah. But like, Because yeah. you don't want to, like, wait too long, but you also don't want to be that guy, you know, that's, like, the pain in the ass, you know, and just right. bother right. him, so. Yeah, well, maybe we'll wait till I get back, and then we'll. Since I'll have nothing yeah. to do, I'll mosey down to the police station and bring cookies and be there like, "Hey, go. what's up?" So we are friends. All right, Roxy, you got the last one, right? I do, dear Choxy, or is it Ruck or Rucky? And on this day, this very day, the long-awaited return of Ritz has finally occurred. While the idea of a pirate podcast certainly intrigues me, I have fears. Not that Ritz and I can't get through an episode that delights and dazzles the audience. We can definitely do that. The issue is with the poor soul that engineers this program, the unsung hero, Lewis, that overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, shut in that essentially is the heart and soul of this entire operation with little mention and no fanfare. How can a pirated broadcast exist without Lewis? Is he even allowed out in the daylight? If anyone follows Ritz on Facebook, they know that he periodically posts historical baseball snippets with some commentary. A lot of it, not all, is based on 1970s baseball. What's interesting is that I used to play a game with my dad and others that was essentially called The Case 4. We took the title from a Bill James book about making the case for certain players to make the Hall of Fame. The idea is that you take a player, preferably one you have no connection to, and try to make a case for them over another player. The classic example is comparing Nolan Ryan, circa 1970s, to Steve Carlton. One lefty, one righty, neither won a series during the decade, and both were strikeout artists. Then you need to reverse your argument and make a case for the other player. This could also be expanded to include your favorite players. Example, you need to win one game. Who is your starting pitcher and why? The idea hatched from the Rizzuto Joe Gordon versus Pesky Doer <laughs> comparison prior to Rizzuto's election to the hall. It was middle infield versus middle infield Sox Yankees, but you need to be in your 80s to have seen them play. Anyway, Ritz and I could bore the audience with baseball talk. Side note, I watched my son, who is 10, play for hours digging in a hole in our yard. After I got past the idea that my kid worked for the mob, I asked myself, is Shovel in the Toy Hall of Fame? I mean, he was playing for hours with this. I'll check back in after I trip in the hole and break an ankle on his punishment. 
Are we going to have a Thanksgiving Day show? I ask this because I have food dishes I'd like to discuss, but we'll tease that for another email. Chuck, what have you been watching while on the road? Keep the X-rated stuff to yourself. Damn, this email is really long. Episode 178, A-B-T-A-H-S. We will not do better the next time unless Simon is finally released from prison and rejoins this fine program. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Ironically, I hadn't talked to Simon. I'm going to work backwards. I talked to Simon. He's in St. Martin trying to get home still. Okay. He's on his oh. way though. So maybe next okay. episode. I just think that's hilarious. Right, let's go. Let's go way back though. I, I believe he said Lewis is the heart and soul of the podcast. I just yeah, I, he I did. love that. Good for him. He did. And I forget what else was in there. I think now he's just going for like the longest email so he can just take up the entire email segment so no one else can get their <laughs> emails read. No, he was talking about the game and then what was that the last thing at the end? The shovel, maybe. I don't know. We'll dissect that email a little bit more on maybe next time. Oh, but I did want to say Thanksgiving Day episode. We don't know. How are we going to know? Do you remember last year Tony did a Thanksgiving Day episode? I couldn't believe yeah. it. And so, of mm-hmm. course, you know, we have our thing where we don't do an episode the same day. So I don't know, man. We might do a Thanksgiving Day theme show. Oh, yeah. Well, we usually do that. But I, yeah. But remember the one year I think we did drop on Thanksgiving. But last year I was right. like, holy cow. You know, so yeah. anyway, so we don't know. We'll surprise you maybe. But you could still send in those recipes. Uh, we always do, a th- oh, like you said, yeah, we usually do a theme show. Oz usually sends one in because he was on our, th- he was our number two. And that was our Thanksgiving episode. So, which means, Roxy, we're right around the corner from our anniversary. Yeah, three years, Chuck. I can't believe it. I really can't. Speaking of, <laughs> let's uh, let's get out of here so we can tend to those things that we have to to get ready for our third anniversary and <laughs> tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need is over there. And don't forget, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, please, please, please give us a nice rate and review over there. Another quick shout out to everyone in Frederick, Maryland. Thank you again for coming out and saying hi to Chuck. It's always great to see Littles around the country. Next week, all week, I will be in Buffalo, New York. It's my last week, okay? We open on Tuesday night. We do seven shows next week in Buffalo. Please, if you're in the Buffalo area, please come out and say hello. If I know there's some people, I'll definitely, I can certainly, I'll set up another meet and greet. That would be fun, maybe later in the week. And send us an email, tweet at us, let us know you're in town and you want to say hi to Chuck, and I'll be happy to do that. But otherwise, in the meantime, if you need a book. Go to aaronsbooks.com. If you need self-care. Go to www.modernselfcare.us. And the most important thing is, don't forget, if you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. Bye. I think I walked out.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Excellent point. <laughs> oh, yeah.